Welcome in, everybody. Mad Talk Sports, episode 35. We got a full crew here today. Usual host Joe here, but I'll hand it off to our special guest stars here. What's up? What's up, team? It's Fur checking in for my third episode, I believe. Happy to be back. Um, let's get it. Let's see who we got over here. Look at them. Hey, we got Johnny Nuts tuning in for the first time. About to see what's going on. Let's do it. Perfect. Well, thank you both for, for joining in here today. This is the last episode before we're officially in football season. So we've got a, a special episode, and episode 35 is titled Debate Night. That will be what we start with is a few different debate segments. Fur and John will be the ones going at it, Fur Baller and Johnny Nuts. And I will play moderator for the debate segment. Before we get into more analysis, going through more top-down previews of NFC, the NFC East as we go across the divisions of the NFL, we do have another list here and also the return of Off the Dome. So a lot of stuff here today. Let's get right to it. Let's get it. Off the okay. Dome. Whew, I'm ready. Off the Dome will be last. Oh, but that's, I'm ready. For, I'm ready. Ready for anything. <laughs> Good, because I'm going to throw something special for that one for sure. But we will start with the debate night. And our first segment here today, our first topic, is quarterback related. So we've got a lot of rookie quarterbacks. Three went in the first round this year. A couple other notable ones went as well. Fur and John, I'm handing it off to you. Fur, I want you to start this one. Who will have the best career of the current rookie quarterbacks? Oof. That's a tough one. That's always a tough one. Um, but this year, especially, I feel like, um, especially to pick for me, it's obviously going to be either Bryce Young or um, CJ Stroud. You know, I mean, no offense to Anthony Richardson, but I just, I think he really needs to have the right pieces around him. And I think the Colts are, you know, kind of a mess right now. So, anyways, um, I'm picking CJ Stroud. Um, between him and Young because I think the Texans got a lot of good things going for them, you know, not just D'Amico Ryans, but, you know, a lot, the, the picks they made and the picks they still have in the future. And they just, you know, I think they're trending in the right direction. And I think Stroud is the guy, you know, I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to step up and I think they're going to have a nice season this year. And obviously the career doesn't, you know, start with one year, but I do think, you know, over the years, you know, I think uh, the Texans are going to be competing in some playoff games. And, you know, I think Bryce Young might be, you know, he could be more talented, but uh, I'm, I'm going to pick Stroud just because I think they're going to be competing in a lot of games that, you know, really matter. Playoffs. <laughs> Even in the AFC. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe in like two or three years, you know, something like that. So career, right? Career. Right. <laughs> Correct. So Fur is going the C.J. Stroud route. He's going to buck the trend of Ohio State quarterbacks. Johnny Boy, what do you got? I was leaning a little more towards Bryce Young. You know, like Fur said, a lot, definitely more talented. Probably, in my opinion, the most athletic quarterback that came out of that draft. But I'm leaning. Yeah, Fur was talking about career, and yeah, I'm leaning a little more towards Anthony Richardson now because yeah, they're a little bit of a mess right now. But if they can bring back Jonathan Taylor and then they keep Michael Pittman Jr., he's gonna he's an up and coming receiver. And yeah, I think they'll definitely will compete. If they get Jonathan Taylor back and he's a beast, he can carry the team. You put a good talented young quarterback with them, good mindset. I could see Anthony Richardson having a good career, even if it's not always with the Colts, 
but yeah he's a great athlete they're all it's a good definitely a good little three-headed dragon that came out of that draft class it's hard to pick all of them are probably going to be pretty good studs in the league but yeah i got a good good liking for anthony richardson so i don't know i'd say he definitely will have a pretty good career in this nfl there's definitely something to like about each of these guys. Anthony, you said Bryce Young, but Anthony Richardson is the by far the best athlete at the quarterback position that came out. Like, man's built like Josh Allen and, or or Cam Newton, whatever your flavor is there. I I don't know. It's a good take for both of you guys there. But three studs, yeah, they, all, they obviously look good now, but we know how it goes. At least one of these guys at least is going to be a total bust. So I'm going to flip this on its head and go the absolute opposite side. Who is the most likely to be, let's say, the Trey Lance of this trio? Trey Lance. Maybe not not same career <laughs> arc, but fine. Zach Wilson. Who's most likely to be the okay. Zach Wilson? Right. Zach Wilson of the trio. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess I started off saying, and I might as well finish, you know. I mean, I do believe in the upside of Anthony Richardson for sure. Long term, I think he needs to, unless the Colts figure something out. I mean, you know, they do have who they hire the Eagles O coordinator for their new head coach. Who knows? They could figure things out, but uh, ah, I don't know. I think uh, Rich, I'm gonna pick Richardson for the bust, I suppose. Just just due to how they look right now, you know, maybe maybe he, you know, he's a, bu- a big bust for a while and then he finds his way out kind of like Geno Smith or something, and then he balls out. Maybe. I don't know. So that's – I think they're all going to be good, but if I had to pick one, I think I got to pick Richardson. Just a little too raw maybe. Obviously, you know, he could could turn it up. He could, you know, learn and get refined, but uh, that's my pick, I suppose. John? Definitely – it's definitely hard to say because we haven't seen him play too much besides the preseason – and I've seen good things out of all of them, but yeah, I don't know. I could see, I could, uh, yeah, I could see Bryce Young kind of not being the quarterback that everybody's expecting. Like people thought Justin Fields, because he was a big athlete. I don't know, he was going to do very well. He's, he still has a lot of time to improve, but hasn't been being what everybody hoped. And I could see a lot of the hype being around Bryce Young and him not fulfilling it for sure. Alabama quarterback. Do you think that's because of his size or because of where he landed? Uh, I don't know. I just not. I don't know. I like Cam, but never really been a fan of the quarterbacks. Not the yeah, the quarterback system in Carolina. You know, who knows? But yeah, no, his size is never a factor because you know, look at Russell Wilson, Andrew Brees. Oh, that's got true. Quarterback. Through that. That was my comp for Bryce Young coming out was Drew Brees. Yeah, you never know. You know, it's hard to say, but. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, obviously it's a wait and see game. I think, Fur, you went with a safe pick as far as like most potential to be a bust because Anthony Richardson, we've seen the least tape. You know, he played one one full season at Florida and it was, let's say, mediocre overall. They were, I think they were six and six. And his floor is very low. I think he's very raw, like you said, but I do see the upside, like John, you said, because he is such a great athlete and he's got a lot of that raw talent. So we will see, but it seems like everyone's pretty 
feeling pretty positive about the rookie class here. No love for Will Levis? Come on. Absolutely not. Malik Willis is beating him out all day. <laughs> I agree good. with that. What about uh, what about Sean Clifford? Come on, we got Packer fans on here. You he know. a dog. He a dog. <laughs> we'll see. He'll probably get a couple of snaps if Love gets hurt. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> Speaking pick for the Packers. I agree with that. Speaking of Jordan Love, that brings us to the next segment here. Next topic. Who is the best quarterback in the NFC North in 2023? In 2023, as in uh, right now today or by the end of the season? Let's go the end of the season. Oh, switch up. Well, John, you start this one. <laughs> you know. Got a little bias towards Jordan Love, but there's there's some decent quarterbacks in our division. And as much as I give Jared Goff some shit, I think he's a good quarterback. You know, he's got what it takes. He's been to the dance. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, it'd be my toss-up is between Jordan Love and Jared Goff, depending on how both their seasons go, for sure. That's fair. You know, I mean, you know, we're both team by the end of the season. Hopefully love is, at least, you know, in the in the case and in the conversation for best QB in the division. Obviously, we all want that. Um, and, we, you know, we'll see. We believe in it, but too. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to pick Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, instead of Goff. Um, you know, I think Kirk is the Vikings. Yeah, sure. They've always been a receiver factory. They've always got nice receivers, it feels like. But, uh, you know, Kirk is, you know. He's lived up to at least, to some degree, he's lived up to what the Vikings have asked from him. You know, like, who knows? Maybe if the Vikings put together a great defense opposite, like Kirk does the job, goes, I don't know, you know, maybe he looks a lot better then because we know he can ball, but, like, it's just the Vikings are just, you know, 13 wins and still a bad team due to the point differential. Like, they're just that type of – they get a bad rap. Um kind of as they should sometimes, but <laughs> you know, it happens. Uh, anyway, I think Kirk is, I think he's a baller and I think, you know, the Vikings are probably going to have to move on from him after this year. Um, but, uh, and I think he's going to ball if he's in the right situation. And, you know, I still consider him being in Minnesota as the, you know, the right situation for him. So I'm picking, uh, I think Kirk, yep. He's still got it. He's still got it. Handlebars, maybe. Dude, <laughs> if he kept that all season, you know, I, I would be afraid. But uh, He might be MVP then. I know. He's probably going to shave it week one, though. I mean, it happens. You know, Ro Rogers used to do that. you know. Right. It, but, uh, yeah, you got to respect the handlebar. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe since Rogers is gone, that's why he did it. He's like, someone's got to pick up the mantle of, you know, legendary facial hair in the NFC North because we know Jared Goff is like, you know, he's like Ken doll. He's like, uh, he's like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> True. Yeah. That's always been a <laughs> comparison. Yep. Yeah. I mean, either way there, I think, you know, got, you know, no disrespect to golf, you know, I think he's still got that upside and, you know, but, uh, yep. You can't go wrong. I think either way between Kirk golf or love, I think it's, uh, by the end of the season, it will be neck to neck, but, uh, I'm going to try to, you know, stay objective and, 
keep my credibility a little bit and say Kirk Cousins for now. For now. <laughs> so you said you can't go wrong with Kirk, Goff, or Love. That means you can go wrong with. You can go wrong with Justin Fields. <laughs> But also, you know, obviously, potentially, kind of like Richardson, we were just talking about the floor and the ceiling, they have a wider gap than everyone else, you know, like their ceiling is higher, their floors, maybe, you know, is low or a little, low, you know, like, this is make or break year for fields for sure. You know, I mean, and I'm not writing them off. I'm just, uh, if he does it, then, you know, he's, well, you know, kudos. <laughs> then he's got the highest ceiling for sure. Like I'm definitely giving him that, no doubt. But this year, I think is where we need everyone needs to see a step, or else, uh, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> a lot of interesting QBs in the NFC North for sure. Agreed. It's a disparity. You got Goff and Kirk, who are basically the same type of player, and you know they're both considered in the same light in a lot of ways, like mediocre and whatnot. And then Fields is just a total athlete, total question mark. And Jordan Love, everyone seems pretty positive about him, but we haven't seen anything. Yeah. So he's an absolute question mark. Still a qu huge question mark for sure. Well, Fur, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, but talking about Kirk, about if he had the right defense, you know, what might happen there. They've had the right offense, and that leads us to the next topic here on debate night. John, you're going to start off this one. Would you rather have? the league's best offense or defense? Oh, this is the question of the day, but in go many ways, defense wins championships. You know, you know the motto, but offense also can pick up a lot of slack and who's scoring those touchdowns a lot. It was the offense. I'm a big defensive guy. Don't get me wrong. Defense, you need a defense, but players are going to step up. And it's a make-or-break scenario with the defense. Players step up. You can have a bad defense. They step up at the right time. That's all a good quarterback needs, a good offense needs. It's that one stop. We've seen it plenty times. But if we've seen it plenty times, it's fail when there's a great offense, great quarterback leading this team out, and then his defense just just doesn't satisfy him. So in goal a lot of ways, but I don't know. You If you could just keep running it up, scoring, scoring, get there yeah you could definitely my my vote is offense for sure have a dominant offense lethal weapons it's it's pretty hard to stop you can put a defense together for sure but yeah that is my vote don't get me wrong defense is very important but that is my vote fur i know you feel strongly about this one <laughs> a little bit you know defense you know that gets the, I don't know, you know, the deep, the crowd can get loud during defense, you know, or, you know, the home crowd. Um, hey, the Packers crowd gets loud on offense. They were doing the wave last week. Yeah. Hey, we, you know, yeah, they were, but the, the announcer was like, please stop. And they immediately stopped. So that was like, that was in, something to witness. Yeah. Hopefully they get that, get that right before the regular season. But uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think defense, um, Right. I mean, everyone says defense wins championships. And, and I mean, personally, I always use, you know, especially to wind back the clock to 2011 and the Packers are 15 and one with one of the best offenses of all time. And obviously the defense wasn't good. And, you know, we saw what happened there. Um, but even still after that, I still believe that, you know, offenses could carry the load. 
But uh, I think, you know, for me, I'll always look back to that Super Bowl between the Broncos and the Seahawks. What was that? Super Bowl 48, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, that Broncos were a historic offense, like the best offense, you know, Peyton Manning. I don't think that record's been topped yet. His touchdown. Yeah, nope. no, 56 or something touchdowns. The offense was just, you know, the most well-oiled machine, you know. They talk about the greatest show on turf, but, like, that was actually, like, they were clicking. And, um, you know, the Seattle, obviously, 43-8. to eight. So, I mean, obviously, it depends on the matchup. It depends on the offense and the defense. You could have a number one offense versus a number one defense from every year and match them up, and, you know, maybe the record would end up being 500. But uh, I just – I always look back to that Broncos – over the Seahawks Super Bowl, you know, and Peyton Manning was not good that year. Obviously, we all know, and uh, Von Miller and uh, and and all the boys they they got the job done and just destroyed, shut that game down from the start. And uh, yeah, so that's my pick. But you can't go wrong. Obviously, you need both. But uh, if I had to pick one, I mean, look at the Niners. Uh, Niners have a good offense, so never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Okay. Well, to put it into perspective, as far as like an example now today, would you rather have the 49ers defense or would you rather have, let's say, the Eagles offense? Oh. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna say the Chiefs. I thought about it, but they've lost too many weapons. Juju's gone. All right. Uh who else say Louis? Mecole's gone. What do you think, John? Ah, I got, I got, I got love for them 49ers defense. I got a lot of love for Fred Warner, Ufanga, the great defense. But I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles offense because that's a crazy. They got a, yeah, crazy duo at receiver. Jalen Hurts is only fucking rising. It is, it is only yeah. If the Eagles can keep a lot of them boys together, their offense is gonna be really scary, and they're gonna make. Patrick Mahomes and their offense. It's definitely be a run for their money for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. We're not debating on that one. I'm picking the picking the birds. I mean, so you know, kind of kind of contrasting my, uh, I guess you know, in the modern day or at least the way the league looks right now, I would take. You know, yeah, I would I would take especially though, especially because of the Eagles' offensive line. That's the that's my reason for. Really, I mean, obviously they got the weapons. They got Jalen uh, Hurts, you know, Hurts, and you know they are. But I think their offensive line is one of the best offensive lines I've ever seen in all of my years of watching football. Um, Jason Kelsey's a fucking man amongst boys out there on the whole line. That's for Kelsey sure. Lane Johnson. What's uh, how full? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> this is, they got dogs though. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So we're picking the birds there. It's you guys both went against your pick in the original question. Like, if this is a presidential debate, you're both out, <laughs> right? Right. But uh, times change, you know. Times change, and not everything is so black and white. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. depends on the year. And wait, but John stuck with his. He he picked the Eagles, right? Mm, he talked himself into a circle. At first, he said, "I got to start with my love for the Niners boys," and then by the end of it, he landed on the Eagles. Oh, I was just saying, like how <laughs> great, and it, that's a would be a great defense to have on your side, but also 
Jalen Hurts is a one of a kind quarterback. He is something else. Like he thought there was not gonna be another Lamar Jackson and he's better than Lamar Jackson. And I do think a lot of those downfield passes he makes are uh or that he made last year uh, really impressed me for sure. Who would you rather tackle an open field? Jalen Hurts or Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey for sure. If Chris Jones can't even uh, tackle Jalen Hurts, don't even. I'd rather tackle Jalen Hurts. <laughs> McCaffrey knows he can juke me. I feel like Hurts is gonna be like, I'm gonna run this kid over, and I'm gonna be like, bet leverage. <laughs> You know, obviously they could both juke all of us. John might not agree with that, but. (laughs) All right. So I appreciate you guys hanging with me in the surprise questions here. I had to go off script. The next four here are simply who's going to be better this year. All right. So this upcoming season, who will be better, Browns or Steelers? Let's go. John. John, boy. All right. I'm a. Steelers, like, they got a good squad, you know. Been, I've been following them along. Kenny Pickett, amazing preseason. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty good, but, yeah, I'm with the Browns on this. I got a, a little bias towards the Browns, but I think they got a really good defense behind them. Deshaun Watson's going to turn something up this year. You don't write them off. Don't write them off. Nick Chubb is going to be an absolute monster. It's just going to be ridiculous what's going on over there and i don't i thought they're gonna be pretty good last year but you know they're just getting the flow of things now deshaun watson's been there for a little bit he's getting the chemistry starting to know all his teammates starting to get a little more of a culture around there browns are turning around for sure they got a top five corner one of the best dns in the league top five running back in the league like you can't you can't make that up can't make that up they added Elijah Moore and Zadarius Smith. Underrated additions for sure. Zadarius Smith. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a, a decent addition for sure. They got a good linebacking core. Jacob Phillips, a rookie, uh, not a rookie, a youngin on their team, middle linebacker, going to be starting this year. He's been making some plays all throughout his, his NFL career. And Don't be surprised if you see him going crazy. Hmm. Don't write the Browns out. Write him in. Write him in. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree in spirit, but uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I think the Browns are going to be a bubble eight hundred record team. You know, I think they might finish nine and eight. I, you know, they could go ten and seven. Uh, but uh, I, I think I have more faith in the Steelers, um, just because you know Mike Tomlin is always, always, even you know, no matter what, he's going to get them to at least nine wins. I think we can. Even if the even in the AFC, unless there's injuries, you know, even in the AFC, even I think there the, is. Right, true. The Steelers still have what it takes to, you know, play their their brand of football. I think that's what they're best at over all the years. They always play their brand of football, no matter who they're playing against. You know, like, you know, obviously sometimes they have a better offense than defense, and they're not always the gritty Steelers, but they still make you have to play their game. And I think they're going to continue to do that. Um, so, you know, yep, I think, you know, I do think the Steelers and the Browns are going to have like the same record all year and it's going to come down to a couple of late games. And I think I'm going to have to pick the Steelers because, you know, I do think Kenny Pickett, like John mentioned, you know, he's been snapping and 
if he can keep it cooking, you know, um, I like what I'm seeing. And you guys both had some good things to say about both teams because there's a lot to like about each of them there. But let's not forget that was the third and fourth place team in the in the uh, the AFC North last year. The Ravens and Bengals obviously both made the playoffs, and the Ravens made a lot of moves. Someone has to be the odd man out in that division. It's very unlikely, especially in a stacked AFC, that all four will make the playoffs. Who's the odd man out in the North? Who do you expect to be? You know, they're out. Who's out? Who's not making the dance? Browns. <laughs> Stack division, you know. Yeah, but yep. I think a lot of ways. Browns and you know they've choked, but they've also they were just in the playoffs not too long ago. You know they could make it. They got what it takes, and you know the Steelers obviously they have been there plenty of times. Tomlin knows what he's doing, and you know it definitely is an unfortunate situation being where they are because all four of those teams are they got a lot of good players, a lot of good talent, and a lot of future for them, and it sucks that. There is going to be an odd man out. It's going to be them Steelers. Let's go. Woo. <laughs> hey, right. It's, it's Tomlin. All right. So Steelers are odd man out. Do they get nine wins or eight or less? Like, does Tomlin keep his winning record streak alive? Or is this year that he loses it because the AFC is so stacked? I could see him keeping it. But I could just, I don't know. I could. <laughs> Respect. I <don't> know. <laughs> A division of all winning records. He might have he might go eight and nine, and they might have to change his record to not Every always having winning seasons, but always having at least eight wins. <laughs> Maybe streaks are meant to be broken after all. That's true. All right. Well, let's stick with the theme of odd man out. These are two teams that most people have going against each other in racing for the wild card. Who will be better this year? The Dolphins or the Chargers? I'm going to go, uh, not really a hot take, but uh, I think the Dolphins are starting to make things click. Uh, they're really hot last year. And then they just kind of, people started taking them as a joke. They but, started getting concussions. Yeah, two, uh, you know, they're going to, him and McDaniels, they got a thing going. And I like what they got going on with how they had uh, Cam on his face mask. Uh, so Daniels can literally see what he's seeing and they can sit down and figure out what you're doing wrong, where you need to be. And that's the biggest problem. With the Dolphins right now, well, one of the biggest problems is Tua's not performing how they need him slash want slash expect him to perform. You know, I he's a he's a good athlete. He's got a lot of weapons around him. There's no reason he shouldn't be putting up crazy numbers, crazy wins. But I think this year he kind of gets stuff turned around. McDaniel's is taking him in, coaching him up how he should. And you only, yeah, he's got to be a student of the game to be this far. So if he's not what it takes, then. I feel like the Dolphins are going to succeed. But the Chargers are going to be very good, too. <laughs> Not it. true. Yeah, true. I mean, all these questions, I feel like we, we, we pick one, but on the other side of the coin, we really could see the logic. And, uh, you know, I totally agree with all the, you know, the Dolphins. You know, I do think they would be a safer pick, maybe, for – the better team between those two in 2023, I think. Jalen Ramsey injury or not, I mean, they still have a really solid core on defense, and obviously their offense is loaded. But as sticking with our, with our theme of, um, you know, appreciate shouting out the goodness of the guys we're about to 
you know, say, yeah, reject and choose someone else over. Yeah. I'm going with the chargers, uh, you know, to stick with the theme of the, a lot, you know, we've been saying floor versus ceiling. I'm going to pick the chargers. I'm going to ride with the chargers high ceiling, um, you know, versus the dolphin ceiling, I guess. And I think the chargers floor, obviously they could maybe lose at some crucial games and finish seven and 10, you know, like completely out of the playoffs. But, uh, I think their ceiling, you know, if they get things right, if their defense can stay healthy and they can get some pressure on the quarterback to complement their offense, because, you know, their defense has always been their problem. And I don't know. I think they're due for a really nice defensive year maybe. And um, so I'm, I got I to gotta ride with the Chargers, I think. Uh, you know, tough call, though, because obviously those AFC – the AFC wildcard race is going to be a bloodbath. And, um, but, yep, yeah, I'm rocking with uh, L.A. on that one. If only some of these teams could make their way over to the NFC and then they'd be <laughs> conference favorites. Right. Damn near. At least for this year. I don't know what it is, but uh yeah, I don't know. They it's, it's the race. It's the race to catch Patrick Mahomes. That's what it is. For real. Everyone in that conference fe- felt the urgency. They're like, we need to go do something. We need to trade for Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. We need to trade for Tyreek. We need to trade for Khalil Mack. Whatever it is, regardless of the team, everyone's making moves and they're still all chasing the Chiefs. And let's stay there with teams that have been very aggressive in the AFC. Same question. Who will be better this year, Jets or Bills? Go ahead, Fair. No, you. All right. All right. I don't want to. I'm afraid. On a no, no hate towards Aaron Rodgers leaving. This is nothing towards that. I feel like the Jets are going to do very well. Not as well as everybody thinks, but – um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers will get frustrated how he did in the Packers. He's going to have those moments. They might not show it as much, but he's been getting frustrated. I saw in preseason game, he got frustrated, but I don't know. I don't know if he's got everything lined up, how he wants it to be for them, but the Bills, they keep rolling and they keep making it. They keep knocking on the door and nobody's letting them in. It's about time somebody lets them in, and I think this is the year. Josh Allen's got something to prove. He's talking about chasing Patrick McHolmes. He's got Pat, yeah. Patrick Mahomes has his number, and I bet he doesn't like that. And I bet none of them boys on the Bills like losing to the Chiefs. So I think they're definitely coming with some take, some good vets on their team, some experience. A lot of boys that have great experience playing some playoff games. Stephon Diggs, an absolute animal, and yeah, they're 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 back. Oh. What, what mainly impresses me about their defense besides Von Miller is their back seven. It's just incredible. Matt Milano's a dog. Up and coming, I don't care what you say. He's a dog. He's got that speed for a white boy, too. I love it. Dude, he's Italian. Italian. He's Italian. Oh, still, he's still, you know, you don't see a lot of that. But, yeah, they got They still got Micah Hyde rolling back there and Poyer. They got don't forget about your – yeah, it's just they got a crazy defense and – they're definitely going to be stepping up this year. They got a power, power defense, power offense. It's, it's honestly you can't lose this year for them. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, um, I'm, I'm picking the Jets, uh, at least to win the division. But I think the Bills, um, you know, I could see the Jets, you know, being a two or three seed, and the Bills are like a five or six seed and I could see the bills being the team to actually go deep in the playoffs. Um, 
Because I do agree with what you said about knocking on the door. And I do think they are a good enough a team to like eventually break through. Like I do, you know, like I don't think they're going to fall apart. I think they're going to keep knocking and they're going to keep knocking. Even if they fall short this year and, you know, losing the wild card round to the Jets, <laughs> they're going to keep knocking and they are going to get through. They are ex- exactly. They are eventually going to get through with a battering ram. And, um, but I think the Jets are winning the division regardless this year. Regardless. Uh, yeah, irregardless uh, <laughs> or whatever. All right. Yeah, I I think so. I think the Jets, you know, this is their year, at least to win that division. And, um, you know, playoffs are a whole different animal, though, obviously. <laughs> All right, Fer, I'm putting you on the spot then for the Jets. If they're going to win the division, irregardless, we're going game by game real quick. Week one, they're hosting the Bills. W or L? Uh, w. At Cowboys. Uh, w. Easily. Rodgers owns them. Hosting the Patriots. Uh, L. L. Ooh. Belichick's cooking. He's putting them on notice. Team Hosting sport. the Chiefs. L. That puts him at two and two. At Broncos. W. Oh, the Nat Hackett game. Yep. <laughs> All right. Hosting the Eagles. Um. W. Oh, that's the surprise one so far. That's going to be when they get really hot and they're going to be on top of the world. Well, then I guess they should rattle some off here. Ho- uh, host, or They're playing in the same stadium regardless. Giants. This is after their bye week, right? Uh, yes. Giants. Giants. Yep. <laughs> okay. Battle of New York. Hosting the Chargers. Jets. Jets. At Raiders. Jets. At Bills. Bills this time. They're going to split on the year. And if they meet in the playoffs, then I, I pick the Bills. Hosting the Dolphins. Jets. That's on Black Friday? Yeah, Jets. Hosting the Falcons. Jets. Here's an easy stretch. Hosting the Texans. Jets. At Dolphins. Dolphins. Hosting Commanders. Jets. Oh, they're beating the Commies. <laughs> they got it. At Browns. Jets. Jets. At Patriots. Jets this time. Okay. So they split with everyone in their division, I think. It's that type of division. So then that puts them at 12 and 5, which I could see that winning the division. Right. And the Bills maybe 11 and 6. I guess that's what I'm thinking. Maybe they got a few. Uh, but I'm still, you know, I'm picking the Bills in the playoffs, I guess. So I guess I'm half and half on this answer. <laughs> John, did you have any major disagreements with Fur's uh, game by game there? I think the Patriots are doubling them twice. Woo! Patriots sneaky playoff team? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like they do. Bill, they got Bill, Zeke. Belichick's on his last couple of years. Yeah, Zeke's going to be a dog this year. I don't care how fat you say he is. He's going to be doing something. You know, I, I've, I've always been a Zeke fan. And I, everybody says, oh, the Cowboys O-line's great, which it was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you drive a fucking truck through there, but – Good running backs find holes, good running backs make moves, and good running backs score touchdowns. And that's what he does. And I think he's definitely going to succeed with one of the best coaches of all time. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I can definitely see the Patriots. If they put some stuff together, they beat Aaron Rodgers twice after coming into – he comes into their division. Woo! So, Do you have the Jets missing the playoffs, John? No, I don't. 
but I, I could see them. I could see it not being as sweet as they think it is. If they get swept by the Patriots, they're toast. With their other games being Bills twice, Dolphins twice, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys. That's seven games that are all very, very losable. Without even you know mentioning the others, it would be. I could see Belichick playing spoiler. That would be devastating for the Jets. Devastating. Yeah, that's what I think the Patriots enough. are going to do. I think they're going to just miss the playoffs, but I think they're going to knock down a few teams that need a win, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, speaking of the Patriots, are they a quarterback factory? No, but their current quarterback, Mac Jones, and their former backup quarterback and temporary starter, Jimmy G, who will be better this year, both with kind of new homes, Mac with a new coordinator, Jimmy with a new zip code, who has the better year? I'm going to have to go with uh, Jimmy G. I don't got too much love for the guy, but you know he sat under Hall of Fame quarterback, went and watched two Super Bowls. Um, you know, he's got uh, the best receiver in the league, spoiler to uh, the top 10, but oh, he's got the best receiver in the league with him. And Josh Jacobs is going to be doing some damage, helping him out, and not just running the ball, but. He's going to be in the passing game. Jimmy G's going to be fine. He's been, yeah, Jimmy G's been, he's got a lot of experience. He's been through a lot of playoff games. He's won a lot of playoff games. He's sat and watched Super Bowl. He's, he's played under a lot of people that he should be learning some stuff. And he's got a chance to play with the best receiver in the league. And he's definitely going to make something shake. And I can see the, yeah, I can see the Raiders being pretty good this year. Not too good. Probably missing the playoffs. But I can see Jimmy G. Showing people that he's not the bum everybody thought he was. Ferb, before you go, we mentioned Jimmy G and, uh, you know, some playoff W's. Do you know his – I'm pulling up his playoff stats because I know how bad they are. But despite he's won, obviously. He's won. But he's thrown four touchdowns to six interceptions in his entire playoff career. You know, 74 QB rating. Like, was he winning playoff games or was uh, Raheem Mostert running for 280 yards against the Packers? Like, how much credit should we be giving him? I yeah, him so I still give him credit. You know, <laughs> obviously, I don't like the guy, but you can't fuck <laughs> you with the winner. And he went in there and won, and it's a team sport. So that's what I got to say about that. But yeah, <laughs> you, need a, you need them all to get there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, him having Devontae, a guy like that for the first time in, in his career, huge. Josh Jacobs, uh, now that he's looks like he's playing, right? Here um, comes the switcheroo. Yeah, the switcheroo, though. Um, Jimmy G is – yeah, he can get the job done, but um, – Get the job know. done. I'm taking Mac Jones. I think, uh, yeah, I think he's at least, you know – I think they're they're definitely you know very uh, comparable, but I think uh, Mac Jones, if he can, if the if the Patriots can put a team around him to go deep like the Niners have done to Jimmy G, uh, I don't know. I think Mac Jones gets it done. You know, Not, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of bias because Jimmy G eliminating the Packers and j- well, he didn't even get nothing done when they beat us last time, so. Anyways, <laughs> Mac Jones, I think, you know, um, I don't know. I think, you know, I, I do think playing at Alabama does help. I do think nowadays in the modern, I do think um, 
you know, he's, he's, I think he's ready for big moments. If he's, uh, if, if he's, if his team can get there and if he can help them get there, but, um, yeah, I'm just taking the upside, you know, the, he's got a, more years ahead of him, And, and even this year too, if Mac Jones had Devonta Adams, I would easily, you know, take him in a easily. So, hmm. All right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, imagine, do you think things would be much different for the Niners had they taken Mac instead of Trey Lance, like everyone thought? Yeah, I mean. John well, says no. Is he just Purdy, Purdy <laughs> Supreme or something? Like he's the, he's the on-brand Purdy, like the one that went high, the one that went to Alabama. Trey Lance just has a bad rep. You know, you can't say Lance the – you know, I feel like Trey Lance, he, he gets on the right team. I mean, he start. can't write him out, but, yeah, he hasn't been what everybody wanted. Definitely a waste of the 49ers, <laughs> everything. But they Terrible. Had Micah Epic. Parsons that draft. Terrible. <laughs> if I was a Niner fan, I'd be pretty mad, Stick. and I think a lot of them are. Yeah, they should be. Well, they wanted him to be an MVP quarterback, and to this point, he has been a, a no-show, partially not his fault, partially the Niners' fault. But our last debate topic here, I want a firm answer from both. Who will win the MVP? You get one choice. It's not either or. It's one. Um... Jalen Hurts. Hey. <laughs> yep. I believe. I think uh, he's got all the tools. And, um, you know, even though they're losing their offensive coordinator, um, I think their offensive line, like I said before, is historic. And I think they're going to continue to make things easy for the passing and the running game. And Hurts takes advantage of both. Um, yeah, they outlawed the tush push, right? The goal line sneak where they no, everyone, it's still in there. I heard uh, really. I thought they yep. did. They voted well, on it, but it's still there. Oh wow! Well then, easily Jalen Hurts is getting twelve rushing touchdowns at least, and then um, at least thirty six passing touchdowns. <laughs> and uh, no, I, yeah, I think so. I think the birds, especially in the NFC, obviously they have a tough schedule. Um, the Eagles compared to you know other teams, but. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, he's cleaning up. I see them, you know, going five and one in their division. You know, like he's they're cleaning up, and he's uh, and he's the one leading the way. I would go with I'm gonna back what I was saying about the Bills this year. Go with Josh Allen. He's gonna lead them to a great year. It's gonna be kind of like I could say I could yeah, a little unanimous decision. He's gonna just come out and just show everything he's got, show him why he's the why he's the MVP and why he deserves it. And uh, that's going to be a bigger reason why they hit the Super Bowl. Hey, yep. Oh, write it in. I, I am about it. <laughs> is that so? If that's if that's your pick, John, for uh, Super Bowl, is the Bills? Um, I would say going there. I don't know about winning it, but I can see yeah. him winning. But going there for sure. Josh Allen's going to beat the allegations. He's going to, you know, defeat the Madden curse. Absolutely. They didn't even make him that good in this Madden. So it's like, he's got to. 
Fair. Okay. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. I mean, can't go wrong with the quarterbacks. Can't be Patrick Mahomes every year, right? No, sir. No, sir. All right. That wraps up debate night, which now we need to shift gears into another segment, another series of top-down preview. So this week we are going to do the NFC East. It's no longer the NFC least. Last year was the NFC beast. And we're going to do floor, ceiling, and general analysis team by team in top-down preview. We will start with perhaps the least glamorous of the bunch, and that's the Washington Commanders. What do you think, John Boy? John Boy? All right. I think uh, their ceiling is that they got a lot of young players in the in the crowd, and they got some useful weapons for sure. But um, – Besides, besides Chase Young, I'm not too uh, thrilled on their defense. I think that's a big down part of their team is their defense. What? <laughs> it has underperformed. To your point, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't consider them. Oh, uh, yeah. I just don't take them seriously as a top defense. Really, that's just me, though. <laughs> Dude. So what? So we going team by team right now? I give my commanders take. Yep. Man, dude, that defense. Just wait. They get a chance. They might. They're gonna keep them in games. And uh, you know, I don't know if Sam Howell is the guy, but I do know that Eric Bienemy. Is that how you say it? Bienemy. Yeah. Bienemy. Bienemy. <laughs> and it's an enemy. Uh, he. He. No. He's gonna. He's gonna. That's an underrated acquisition, I think, for the whole offseason. You know, obviously, there's top free agents and top draft picks, but uh, I think they got the biggest grand slam in terms in terms of hiring a coach. And I think uh, if BNME can get, uh, you know, Sam Howell cooking with Terry McLaurin and, you know, Brian Dotson. Robinson and uh, Jahan Dotson, you know, I think if their offense cooks, I think I know their defense is going to get the job done as long as they're healthy. They got underrated defensive backs. Derek Forrest, beast. <laughs> um, dude, they're they got uh they got Montez Sweat, they got uh Deron Payne, they got Jonathan, uh, Allen. Jonathan Allen, beast, dude. First trenches, loves Jonathan Allen. I love him. And I think I don't know. I just give a lot of respect to the trenches, and I think their front four is up there with the best of the league, you know. So that's but you know, they have underperformed in the past, but I know they have the pieces there, so I'm I'm putting their their ceiling at ten and seven. Floor, Fair. floor, uh, five and five and twelve. <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a big gap. It is a big gap, and I'm right there with you. Floor of four and thirteen, where they tank. Sam Howell's not good. You know, Bienemy doesn't. People don't take to his coaching style. There's already been some, you know, some reports on that. I'm saying theoretically, if that did happen, they'd be at their floor of four and thirteen. And they'd be picking in the top five. Rivera would be out of a job. Uh, but their ceiling is pushing playoffs, nine and eight. Last year, they were in it until they blew it. So I agree. They have a wide range of what they can do. Uh, it, it sucks because they're in a division with two teams that are clearly better than them, maybe even a third. But they, they can get the <laughs> job done. Yep. It'll be, uh, you know, especially because they're in the NFC. That's the only reason why I could see them getting 10 wins, you know. Fair. 
How about the Giants? Floor and ceiling for the Giants. Last year, they overperformed coach of the year. Dayball won coach of the year, correct? Yeah, I think so. He a dog. Ceiling as in record? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. About their strengths and weaknesses. I mean, you could you could sprinkle them into it, but floor and ceiling as in like, this is the worst that they can do record-wise. This is the best they can do record-wise. Here's everything in between. If they're the worst, like I'll start with the Giants, for example. Giants, I have their floor at 6-11. and 11. Daniel Jones continues to be Jan- Daniel Jones as far as being a limited as a passer, and he gets back to being a turnover machine. That and Saquon is no longer electric, maybe isn't fully healthy all year, and the defense regresses. That's how they get to that floor. And then their ceiling is they have another solid year. They're a 10 and seven wild card team. Defense is good. Daniel Jones maintains. Saquon's still electric. And Darren Waller is a great addition for them, giving them an extra gear. But floor to ceiling, six, I said what, six and 11 to, to, to 10 and seven is what I have for the Giants. I can see six and 11, but I can see them. I can see them. I like I like them. I like Danny Dimes. I think Saquon's healthy. He's gonna be a beast. So I think they can get, take care. They took care of the fucking Vikings last year. So let's see if they can come back and do it again. Everybody took care of the Vikings when it really mattered. Shoo! <laughs> it's true. Uh, shoo! I'm gonna put the Giants' ceiling a little higher at eleven and six. Um, mostly because of their defense. Uh, I think I think they do have the potential to have the best defense in the league this year, uh, at least the potential. Obviously, the Niners are like the favorites for that. Um, and, you know, the Cowboys don't, you know, they even, the Jets and, you know. But uh, I, I think the Giants got a lot, a lot, a lot of pieces. And Dexter Lawrence is an incredible, uh, you know, centerpiece for that. You know, they got underrated defensive backs with Xavier McKinney. They just traded for Isaiah Simmons, who's, you know, not great, but he's like a borderline starter over there. Like they, you know, uh, Aziz Ojulari, speedy edge rusher. They, you know, they got a Deontay Banks too, the rookie cornerback. They got nice pieces, I think. Um, So I'm picking the Giants at 11 and six for their ceiling. But, you know, another wide range, six and 11 for their floor. (laughs) Seems like we're pretty much on the same page there with the Giants then. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of teams in the NFC could really step up and obviously they could uh, really fall short. Well, let's continue on to the real cream of the crop as we get to these last two teams in the NFC beast. Let's start with the the Dallas Cowboys. I went first last time for I'll have you kick us off right now. Uh John's getting all situated before he gets back on the the live stream. For sure. Cowboys, man, my ceiling, I've never had their ceiling higher. I think this, if they've ever had a chance to do it, I think this is their year. Um, the NFC, as we've all said, is wide open. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> I think so. I, that's their ceiling, I think. is. Um, I don't think they can win it, the Super Bowl, but I think they can get there. Um, and their record, I could see them going 13-4. and four. I could. Um, they have a tough stretch in the middle of the year, I think. Um if I remember correctly from record predictions um, and then towards the end of the year, I think they could really clean up. They, they play like the Eagles and that's like it towards the end of the year, like, Oh, yeah. giants and commanders and yep. like 
Falcons or something like, you know, like I, I see them getting hot going into the playoffs and um, who knows, could be their year. So that's my ceiling 13 and four and Super Bowl appearance um, floor seven and 10. Were you looking at my notes? I have the exact same thing. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it just makes <laughs> sense. You know, they got all the talent, uh, too much talent to be bad, but obviously they could fall short in a lot of games and McCarthy could be fired by week 12. That's true. <laughs> if if they're what, like three and six or something, or <laughs> he's, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, if they start <laughs> slow, he's, you know, he will be the one who – It'll be off with McCarthy's head before anybody else. For real. <laughs> well, John, we just got into the Cowboys, and Fur and I had the exact same split as far as their floor is 7-10. and 10, Things go sour. Big Mike is out. But their ceiling is 13-4, and four, and they make a Super Bowl. So we're pretty high. I'm, I'm very high on the Cowboys, the Cowboys this year. Defense especially is, is why, I think. We them boys. They Could got be. a good defense. Yeah. Uh... Not too big of a fan on how uh, – I don't know. I'm a little curious on how Dak's going to perform this year. He does have a lot of weapons around him. I feel like C.D. Lamb is going to make a really big stretch this year, make an argue for why he could be a top-five receiver in this league. I think they really have – they could have something going, but Brandon I feel like make, a break down, make a breakdown is going to be how Dak Prescott performs. And I could see – I don't see them doing too great. I can go – yeah, ceiling eleven and six, floor eight and nine. Oh, very narrow slice then, threading the needle. That's fair. I mean, they're not gonna do. I don't know. I could see them. I'm I'm leaning heavy on. I can see them hitting eight and nine, not making the playoffs. Dak didn't perform how everybody thought, but well, then they put Trey Lance. If he performs in. well, they will. If he performs well, they will succeed. But I don't know about the Super Bowl, but yeah, I could. Angry for sure. As long as they don't play the Niners in the playoffs. McCarthy can't beat the Niners. Yep. Just like the Packers. Well, let's wrap up the top-down preview with the the winners of the conference last year, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Fur, you love them birds. What you got? Ceiling, 15-2. and Super Bowl champs. Uh, you know, I mentioned Jalen Hurts was my MVP pick. If the Eagles go 15-2, and two, I think he's a shoe-in. I mean, you don't even have to really say much else. Like, you know, I mean, I'm sure his stats will be nice if they're 15-2. and two. Like, <laughs> So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to pick them as, uh, you know, the dominant class. You know, one of the best teams of the NFC that we'll, that we've seen in recent years. I could see them being that team uh losing the coordinators or not i think they are really too stacked and sirianni is uh taking them places so 15 and 2 super bowl champs uh floor i'm gonna go 10 and 7 because um you know they do have a tough schedule Uh, i think at some point they play like the eagles and then the bills and then the cowboys and then the someone and then the like in a in a stretch like you know, if all it takes is enough. right, all it takes is one rough stretch, and and their uh, ten and seven team just barely making the playoffs. But I think they're making the playoffs no matter what. I think it would have to take catastrophic injuries to right. So 
15 and 2 to 10 and 7. That's my answer. Once again, we are on the exact same page. Yep. Sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> it's facts. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I can agree. Probably like a 14 and 3 season, floor 10 and 7. Yep. But yeah, I can't really see them having a down year besides, yeah, obviously playing tough opponents, but. It's going to be – it's all going to come down. Who wants it more? And the Eagles definitely fell short last year, and they're coming back for it 100%. Yep. And they won a Super Bowl with a backup QB, so, you know, never underestimate their uh, culture, to, you know, their ability to overcome injuries. Got to respect Birds. it. <laughs> Got to respect Birds. it. Okay. So everyone's pretty on the same page across the entirety of the division. Obviously there's a lot within those windows and within that top down preview of where people are going to land, but no one seems to be afraid of a Super Bowl hangover for the, for the Eagles, the Super Bowl losers. So I think that's well justified. They had a great off season bringing in Swift drafting Jalen Carter. And then what else they get? They had another edge rusher fall their way. Nolan Smith, right? Yeah. So like, and they got Ringo from another Georgia boy, like incredible. So there's no doubt in the Eagles. But let's move on to we've got two little uh, two little segments left here before we we close out. And the first of which is going to be a list. We've got a top ten list, and I will not be participating in this one. I've already done this position. We're going to go through the receivers. So we'll go back and forth, fur to John, fur to John. We'll go kind of like a snake order like you would, you know, 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8, so on and so forth. So who would like to kick us off at number 10? John, boy. Hey, I'll kick us off. Number 10, give it to my boy Gary Wilson. Right, I'm in, baby. Fucking, he's had, like, he, it was a great rookie year for him, like, over 1,200 yards. And I think I saw this thing where it was like he had 22, 22 or 23 broken tackles. And the receiver who had more than him, the only receiver who had more than him was Debo. And Debo is an absolute monster, built like a, like a, I don't even know, a refrigerator running like a, I don't even know. And for him to be doing that, not built like that, he's just a great athlete. I'm going to write him in at number 10. A lot of people don't have him at that spot, but I think especially – this year he'll show he's top 10 for sure. That's respect. Could definitely see that happening. My 10, um, I did have Jalen Waddle, but I just crossed him out and last second bumped in an honorable mention who is now 10, C.D. Lamb. Oh. I think, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking by the end of the year and, uh, you know, obviously Waddle, him and Tyreek were incredible last year and he's they're going to still be incredible, but I just think uh, – I, I think C.D. Lamb is, um, you know, if the Cowboys have the chance to go deep, they need him to be good, and I think I, I can see that happening. I can see him mossing some guys and, you know, running some crazy routes and doing everything that you want from a number one receiver. I think he's obviously got all the tools, and I think he's going to have a career year. All right. I agree with that one. Um, <laughs> nine, right? nine, yes, sir. Who's your nine? No, you go nine. All right. Nine, I got Debo Samuel. Hey. hey. He, um, you know, I mean, he's his versatility that he brings to the offense, I don't know how you could leave him out of the top ten. He's a specimen. He's, you know, he's also a physical specimen, you know, close, similar to DK Metcalf and 
the way the Niners use him, it uh, just creates so many opportunities, not only for himself, but for the entire offense. And um, he's a weapon for sure. And, um, you know, he's someone that most vast, you know, every NFL team could wishes they had a guy like Debo Samuel, a guy that could, you know, play receiver and running back at a high level. Um, so, yeah, I got him at nine. He's, he's, he's in there for sure. Okay. Fair enough. John, who is number nine for you? Oh, he's frozen. <laughs> is that freezing? Hey, Am I good? You're good now. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, he's trying to switch over on his phone to his list. True. Yo, yo, yo. You hear me now? Yep. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, number nine, I got Cooper Cup. I think he's going to come back. I think he got fell short of what was going to be uh, uh, definitely one of the best performances we've seen in the wild receiver. He was putting up crazy numbers before he busted his ankle. I think he's just going to come back and prove that he's a top 10 receiver again. So, yeah, I got him at my nine. And then we're going to roll over to my eight. I got CD. A lot of respect for him. He's a crazy athlete. He's made some of the craziest catches that I've seen from a receiver just looking like a spider, just the way he goes out for that ball. And his route running is crisp. He's As long as Dak gets him that ball, he's going to be, like first said, putting up career numbers. And, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what he's got to do. So that's what I got in my eight. Heck, yeah, it's a good spot for him. Definitely. Um, yep, at eight, that's where I got Terry McLaurin. Wow. He's a beast. He uh, – he can chop it up. He's a true route runner. I have an appreciation for those guys that just turn route running into an art form, you know, just guys like uh, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, um, Devonta Smith now, Ocho Cinco back in the day, you know, guys that, you know, sure, they may not be the most athletic, but they just, they, t they approach that craft like a ninja and they get open. And, um, you know, he has a track record of doing it for years. And like I said, they got Eric being to me now to call, coordinate that offense and i think mclaurin is you know him and Jahan dotson are going to benefit greatly but mclaurin is going to continue to solidify himself and yep i'm putting him at eight he's uh he's he's underrated you know he's on the commanders so not a lot of flash but uh he's he's got that juice okay. that's fact fair enough who edges him out for number seven? Oh, um aj brown I, uh, I feel like I, I, you know, I wanted to put him higher, but you know, he's, he's got all the tools and, uh, you know, if he, if he does the same exact thing he did last year, again, this year, then maybe I'd bump him up a notch or two. Um, but yeah, you know, he's, I mean, he's got the tools. He's, you know, he, he's got that little Megatron, that Megatron aspect to him. He's, he's a big receiver, but he can still move. And, yeah. uh, on a team like the Eagles, he's going to continue to eat. Um, Jalen Hurts MVP season or not, AJ Brown is you know right there. I got him at seventh best receiver with the upside to go higher. Hey, uh, seventh, I got Debo Samuel, one of my favorite hey. receivers in the league. I love how oh, I like how the 49ers use him. They probably won't use him as much as like that next year, but you can still, there's still certain formations they throw him in, and it's like wow to be able to go run routes and then go in the backfield and then go run over linebackers. It's a, definitely a freak of nature. He's a 
DK Metcalf, but a couple steps better, I think. And yeah, so I got Debo right there. And then I'm gonna follow him with Stefan Diggs, baby. Hmm. Yes, sir. I agree. I got Stefan Diggs at six two. There you go. One of my favorite receivers. Um, even when he was on the Vikings, I loved him. He just got that swagger to him. Even when that uh, Saints DB just totally missed him, he runs in the end zone, throws off his helmet. <laughs> it's definitely one of the best plays of his career. <laughs> and, Iconic. But he's made many plays that are like that, and he's a great receiver. Josh Allen's going to be just helping him out a lot more, and yeah, he's going to be a beast this year. Hmm. Yep, he's consistent. I agree. That's why I got him at six. I've had him in a, a keeper fantasy league for the past like three seasons and um, zero complaints. We can keep three guys every year. So he's he makes that cut every year easily. Um, you know, he's a consistent wide receiver one, you know, in fantasy and in real life. And he's uh, right. You know, he's, he's a route runner. He's got all the tools. He's got the speed. He's got the hands and you know, sure, he needs to chill out. I don't know. I don't know all the details. He's been getting pissed that he's in Buffalo. Like, you, you got to know when you have a good buddy. That is, yep. <laughs> you know, like, so the personality thing, you know, could maybe knock him down a tack versus some of these other guys. But um, he's, he's easily, you know, world-class route runner and pass catcher. Easily. <laughs> all right. So that was six, right? Yeah, let's break the top five. Top five. Well. I'll start off, I guess. I had Cooper Cup. Hey. I, uh, easily, you know, the, the year he had uh, two years ago, wide receiver, triple crown, right? Catches, yards, tutties. He's got it, um, you know. And the Rams obviously had injuries across the board last year. And um, I, think he, I think they're due to bounce back. And he is, you know, a focal point of that entire team, you know. Sean McVay, people also tend to forget that Sean McVay is one of the best, like, you know, offensive designers out there. And I think uh, they're going to, you know, Rams are going to be solid this year. And um, so, yeah, I think Cooper Cup is going to get back to, you know, as long as he's healthy, he's he's right back up there at that all pro level. So got him at five. Yes, sir. Five. I got my boy, A.J. Brown. There we go. Coming in, uh, him and D.K., I always thought DK was, I don't know, maybe it's just because the situations they're in, but he is doing what I thought DK was going to be. And he's just, he's just even top that. To me, he's just literally becoming Megatron. If he just keeps going, keeps going. Like you just see what he does to corners. He just, it's embarrassing. Like he is a man amongst boys while he lines up out there. And I, I think he's going to have a great year, especially with the Eagles. Great receiver. One of my favorite receivers for sure. That's why we got my top five. I agree. Four. Yep. Good spot. Hell yeah. Four. We'll go with Jamar Chase. Might get a little bash for this one. Still a great player, great athlete. You know, I loved him in every in college, and he still got a lot to a lot to prove. I feel like, but yeah, I got him locked in at that four. I feel like Fur's gonna say the same thing. No, I got Tyreek at four. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, you know, a year ago, maybe last year, you know, Tyreek and Jeff Jefferson were, you know, maybe tied for first. I don't care, you know, like Tyreek yeah. was incredible last year. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting them a, edging them out a little bit. I mean, I think these top guys that we all know who are the top four, you know, they are all 
future Hall of Famers, and you really can't go wrong with any of them. Um, but yeah, I think Tyreek Hill. You know, obviously he 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 makes the deep coordinators lose sleep at night, and I could have him higher, but you know, I think this year I'm gonna put him at four because I got Chase at three. I got Chase edging him out just a bit. I think you know, I mean, Chase and Jefferson. I mean, when they were both right, they played together at LSU. I mean, there was debates back then about who was better, you know, because yeah, uh, who was it? Jefferson sat out, Chase didn't, and all this and all the way around. Um, oh, other way around for sure. Yep. It they, uh, I mean, you know, they're. I think they're still neck and neck in a lot of ways, and I still view Chase as as a at a good adversary to Jefferson, and and they, um, you know, who knows? This could be the year where Chase, statistically, you know, maybe he. I could see him making that real push, you know, and having a, a year just like Jefferson last year, even. So no, Jefferson, I took him number one in fantasy. I need it. <laughs> hey, I mean, they could both still ball out, you know. Yeah, a lot of balls to go around. <laughs> Johnny Boy, number three. I got that boy Tyreek Hill. The biggest problem to a defensive coordinator for sure, just that speed kills and. A lot of people like that. And even last year, that play that he had last year where it was a fumble, yep. picks it up. Like, who who else on the team is going to go pick that ball up, turn no it, one. and spin it for 80 yards? Like, wow. No that is a true – like, a person who cares about the game, cares about their team, cares about what he's doing. I love it. I wanted to put him a little higher, but going to my two, Jay Jetta. He's, uh, he's one of a kind. The catches he's been making, the plays he's been making. And – yeah, he's just, I don't know, he's a really big inspiration to the game these days. Just uh, yeah, just like a lot of people like Devontae, and he's definitely taking big steps. And he's putting up crazy numbers, and I think I think this might be the year where uh, a little 2K thousand yards gets uh, broken, receiving. By really Jefferson? Yep. I can see it. Him like no other. I can see it. Yeah. I could see that, you know. Um, it was tough for me to pick between Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson for sure because obviously I, I'm much more of a Devontae fan. But, um, you know, uh, I had to, I had to put Devontae at two for me, at least uh, partially, you know. I mean, I don't know. I just think Jefferson's going to continue to trend upward. He's still so young. He's still, you know, he really might be the next, you know, big thing like randy moss or megatron or jerry rice like he might be that guy like, Devonte adams is like damn near that guy like you know like he really he's obviously a first battle hall of famer he's one of the best receivers to ever run a freaking route um but uh i i i i had to give jefferson the edge i guess just like he said i could see him going for 2000 this year i don't know you know Devonte could maybe go for eighteen thousand and like 17 touchdowns still incredible but <laughs> if, if anyone's gonna bust the game wide open and go for 2000 i think it's jefferson and for that reason i would have to put him at one um but what are your thoughts on Devonte being number one mate still got that boy at number one great literally changed the game with route running it's, it's the amount of times that i had to go talk with my old teammates like yeah this is what we were doing with drills today and it was just Devontae Adams route running, what he's doing. And it's just like they're literally studying what he's doing, how he's hopping off the line. I mean, obviously, Keenan Allen does it similar, but 
he's just a, I don't know, he's evolved to be in the player he is, and he's a maxed out player, and I think he's just an absolute dog. He was basically what, how, I feel like he's getting viewed now how DeAndre Hopkins was getting viewed a couple of years ago. Like, he is just mm. incredible. Corners know that. And, yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe my my uh, my decision will change when uh, we'll see what Jair does to Devontae when the Raiders Ooh. play him. <laughs> See <any> great <laughs> Monday night football. That's a big game. <laughs> well, you guys had nine of 10, the same as far as your top 10. The only difference is John at Garrett Wilson at 10 and then fur had Terry McLaurin at eight. But other than that, the, the other nine for each of you guys were, you know, the same nine, just in different orders. And even even then, you had the same top four. So, uh, you know, you guys both had digs at six and very, uh, very similar lists, very on the same page there. It's because it's facts. <laughs> it's truth. It's facts. All right. Well, we have one final thing here today on episode 35, and that is the return of off the dome. So a brief review of the rules here. So we will, we've never done this with multiple people besides, you know, I'm not going to be joining it. I will simply be the host here. So we've never done it this way, but I have a topic prepared for each John and fur. And you each have one minute after I tell you what it is to list off all the things that fall within that category. For example, if I said top 10 quarterbacks right now, go. You'd have a minute to list off your top 10 quarterbacks in any order. So first up will be Fur. You have one minute and your topic off the dome here today. Who will be the seven playoff teams from the NFC off the dome? Go. Uh, Eagles, one seed. Uh, we'll play it safe and put the Niners at the two seed. And then, um, uh, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to put the, uh, I'm going to put the Lions at the three seed. Try to stay a little objective, maybe. Uh, four seed, I'm going to go with the, the Saints, I guess. The Saints are a, a, a safe pick. Okay, so five seed Cowboys. Cowboys are rocking out this year. Cowboys are rocking out. Uh, six seed is the Green Bay Packers. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> and the seven seed. I don't know. Rams. 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 Rams edge out the Seahawks just barely for the seven seed. Woo, with five seconds to spare. Fur from top down even. Not even just the seven teams. In order. Eagles. Niners. Lions. Saints. Cowboys, Packers, Rams. Yep. Like Vikings it. and Giants do not return to the playoffs. Uh, who Seahawks. else? Seahawks. I guess those are the three. No, sir. I was surprised by the Seahawks take. While it's fresh, we will switch over to John. You have one minute to do the exact same exercise for the AFC. Go. All right. One, uh, we got the Chiefs. Two, we're gonna go. Two, we're gonna go Bills. Three, we're gonna go. Uh, 
Off the dome, 30 seconds. No, we're, yeah, we're going we're gonna to move down to five. Five, we're going to go. <laughs> Dude. Oh, he lost connection, but he said Dolphin six seed. I heard that. He put the Patriots <laughs> at the seventh seed. Yeah. Can't hear him. I can hear him from the other room. Nice. We've lost <laughs> your sound. Patriots seven seed, though. I like that. I can hear you from the other room. I cannot hear you on the stream. <laughs> he's thinking all right three ravens all right you have 10 seconds to lame your ass two teams what who's your four and five you got 10 seconds jags gotta be four right jags have to be four right is what he said jags <laughs> we lost him. Well, <laughs> what we had so far was Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, empty, empty, Dolphins, Patriots, no Jets. Oh, I, he's got to be predicting the whole AFC East to make the playoffs, right? Yes. Can you? I can't hear him. No. All right. Um, I'm assuming the last two spots would have had to been what? Jaguars, four seed, and then what? Five seed Bengals? No Jets? That's a bold take. <laughs> All right. He will have to be removed, and we will have to get his thoughts later on. But, oh, an incomplete segment of Off the Dome. That's one for the books. And that actually does wrap up our overall topics for here today on episode 35. So we lost John at the end, but it was great to have him on here this week. Fur, great as always for you to join too. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I mean, we got most of John's predictions, right? We just got to find out who he's picking between the Bengals and the Jets. Yep. It's a tough, tough choice. <laughs> That's all we got there. But thank you everyone for checking in here today. Make sure to give us a follow and check us out on YouTube. We are back up and running on Spotify as well. Instagram, we put out a lot of really great content. So check us out all there. Give us your thoughts, your feedbacks, and any ideas you have. And you can hear us again and see us again next week.